This audio contains strong language and graphic sexual imagery, which some might find offensive. Aristophanes is definitely more sexual than other plays. It doesn't beat around the bush, it's straight out there. It's just funny to see a tall guy dressed as a girl, pretty naked or in suspenders or whatnot. I just need to act like a prostitute, so any man who comes, I'm all over. There's a few sexy moves in there. Mine's very uh, wide in girth and wide in length. It's got wires in it, so you can like move it all around. It's the, the penis hanging out, and it's very uh, obscene. The physical kind of the body humour of it is it's universal. It's timeless. That's something anybody can appreciate. The god of drama, whose statue had pride of place in the theatre at Athens, was Dionysus. Also, the god of wine, transitions, and transgressions. Comedy in Greece has its roots not just in popular forms of entertainment. But also seems to have grown out of the abuse and obscene language, which was a feature of religious rituals connected with gods like Dionysus. Unsurprisingly, then, given its earthy and obscene origins, some of Greek comedy can be shocking to our modern sensibilities. I'm James Robson. This is the birth of comedy, and I'm exploring how Aristophanic plays got away with being quite so rude. Thing he knows about is supping and fucking. No, I feel like I'm in heaven when I curse my master in secret. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> get in! And, and, and eavesdropping on your masters and they'll be in them. Indiscreet. When I do that, <laughs> I come in my pants. <laughs> Most cultures find sex funny in certain aspects. An element of the ridiculous, an element of the absurd. Emeritus Professor of Classical Languages and Literature at the University of Oxford, Oliver Taplin. People get themselves into humiliating or physically ridiculous situations in the context of their sex lives, and Aristophanic comedy is very ready to exploit that, and to exploit it with an explicitness that, generally speaking, most theatrical traditions in the world have not shared. Obscenity in the plays included what we might call toilet humour, as well as sexual language, dances, and gestures. Actors too would wear padded leather phalluses, and occasionally naked women feature in the plays, most likely played in the original productions by appropriately costumed men. But outside the theatre, that doesn't mean that ancient Greeks themselves were any more obscene than other cultures. Comedy was a special licensed occasion. The kind of grotesque comic dance that involved a lot of fairly grotesque and physical and sexual posturing was okay in a comedy, but if you did in the street, you would be regarded as disgusting. In the comedy, the person performing this sexual and physical grotesqueness is wearing a mask, so there's a kind of license to it. It's not evidence for saying that ancient Greeks behaved like that in the street. In everyday life, on the contrary, it is if you like that it was channeled into this specially permitted occasion. Comedies have long played on sex for a laugh, of course. Everywhere from Shakespeare to men behaving badly. But most modern theatrical traditions play more on innuendo and suggestion. And although Aristophanes can be subtle at times, his explicitness still shocks more than most comedy, even today. As in this scene from his play *Peace*, where a man describes what his fellow citizens can look forward to doing with a prostitute. And then uh, tomorrow, once you've got her, you'll be able to hold a fine athletic contest and wrestle her to the ground. Set her up on all fours, oil yourselves, and fight. 
no holds barred, striking and gouging vigorously with fist as well as cock. And in two days' time, you can hold a horse race with rider, outriding rider, and other charioteers will be lying on the ground and their dicks all stiff after falling down while negotiating these curves. For Gina Sheeran, who recently directed a production of Aristophanes' play The Wasps at the University of Kent, this sexual content raised some interesting challenges. Definitely some of the language had to be changed because, especially in Wasps, there is some quite explicit language. I kept in some of it because I wanted to keep the traditional element of it. Oh, Athens, my city. Athens, there's only one theorist of Rogue and only a few other cocksuckers who will stand up for us. But I knew I had to cut out quite a lot of it because there were going to be people there who could get offended by some of the things that were said in the play. I hate saying this word. The word that begins with a C. That yeah. I, can't, I, I can't say it. For a lot of people that are coming to see it, it is quite an offensive word. But then it was also the fact that it is such an important word for Aristophanes. It comes up so much. So my compromise is that I've included it in the point where I think it is the most important and actually has the impact. I've only kept it in once. Whereas if we say it maybe like four or five times, I think some people will be a bit like, oh, I didn't, I didn't like that. Beyond language, though, some of the plots themselves touch on taboos, which are a challenge to reproduce today. In The Wasps, there's a scene in which a character describes how his own daughter regularly fishes three obols, Greek coins, out of his mouth with her tongue. And it kisses me with daddy this and daddy that. And then she uses her tongue to fish out the three obols from inside my mouth. What? I've never seen a cast be so affected by a line. It makes your skin crawl and you almost feel like you're going to be sick from hearing this. It's one of those things that when you read it, you're literally horrified and rehearsing it, you just feel the atmosphere go absolutely tense. I felt like I should cut it, but I couldn't because it just adds to this man's character. Now, it's almost like that catharsis element where you've had this really tense, horrific moment and then there's a break and you can go back to the rest of the play. So the audience still remember he said this horrific thing, but it kind of takes any tension out of their body so they can get back to this comedy. Of course, sexual morality has changed considerably in the last two and a half thousand years, and it's difficult to capture the precise effect that this and other lines would have had on the original audience. But Aristophanes' plays still provide food for thought for audiences today, tapping as they do into sexual taboos and preoccupations and challenging our attitudes to offensiveness and acceptability. Old comedy has been described as a literary dead end, the suggestion being that it had no real influence on later comic traditions. It's true that its quick-fire energy, fantastic plots and earthy expression eventually gave way to the new comedy of later Greek playwrights like Menander, whose comedy of manners, errors and everyday life has more in common with today's classic sitcom. But echoes of Aristophanic comedy can be seen in the grotesque satirical narratives of later writers like Swift and Voltaire, and even in some more recent television comedy. Oliver Taplin. One of the most Aristophanic pieces of comic theatre that I've experienced was back in the days of Spitting Image, where nothing was too sacred, or nothing was too powerful, nothing was above or below spitting images attention if there was any issue it would draw attention to it through making it grotesque through making it funny 
So I think spitting image is a very good illustration, was a very good illustration, because we miss it these days, of how something can be inextricably comic and serious at the same time. And that, I think, is Aristophanic. To recreate old comedy today, I think you would need elements of opera, musicals and panto, a dash of Have I Got News For You and Monty Python, with the bawdy adolescent humour of the in-betweeners, all set in a football stadium with a crowd of thousands for an audience. In its day, ancient Greek comedy provided an opportunity to say the unsayable and do the undoable, a temporary release from the social constraints of everyday life. And it had the ultimate get-out clause of all good comedy, that if anyone protests things have got out of hand, you can always say, I was only joking. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.